We're not talking about wild things. They weren't even in any. (laughs) We're not talking about wild things. I think we should. You're listening to the Anthcast. This is episode 56. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Oh my God, we're back. We are back. Back in the saddle again. I feel like it's been a year <laughs> or two. 56 we... weeks. Yeah, that's at least. Easily. Uh, but I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad it's back to normal. I've missed Is this. it normal? Well, it's never normal, but... <laughs> I'm glad it's back to... What is normal for us? No, there's no such thing. We we strive to be abnormal. A-B normal? Yes. Abby. Abby normal. Abby normal. Abby normal. Yes. We've got to do coverage of that. Okay. That's fine. Whenever we, you want. I'm gonna. We're going to live watch Young Frankenstein. Are we? We have to. Okay. We that, have to. I think... And we should put it on <laughs> some sort of streaming... Blab it? Yeah, we'll blab it. You know what we could do? What? Is we could actually start scheduling when we're going to watch something and put it on blab. Sure. Which is this, uh, you familiar with blab? I am familiar with blab. Uh, People can watch along with us. Okay. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. We'd have to turn chime in. Well, I know we need to turn off the comments. We got some crazies. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? I'm just kidding. No, I think that would be. He knows who he is. They know who they are. She just, knows who she is. Okay, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, I'm glad to be back. You were so missed. I, all I heard was, where's Josh? Where's Josh? Uh, really? No. There, no. I'm trying, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to make you feel better. <laughs> well, it's not working. Oh, well, just so you know. I tried. Did you take lessons at insensitivity? I mean, seriously. Mm, well, it's good to be back. I'm, I wish I could say I'm rested. <laughs> you were busy. I wasn't on vacation. No, no, you were busy. Is what is what it was. So, and you didn't have a chance to see that last movie. So, I didn't, and I just didn't want us to miss uh, releasing something because I thought I really enjoyed Fifty Five. Uh, let me just you. tell you, and I know this is going to sound weird. No, and, it's and, not. Well, no, keep, well, keep, hang on. Let coming. me finish. Keep coming. Keep no, coming. No, no, okay. no, no. This is a co- I'm going to compliment you. Okay, sorry. And that doesn't happen. It, Ever. No, I know. Not even once. This will be there's the first time for everything. <laughs> let me let me mark this down in my calendar right now. I, I really I really enjoyed fifty five and your conversation with Jason about the revenant. Well thank you. Uh, now the so the conversation was quality. Thank you. Um since I normally do the editing and yeah. all the other stuff, eh, as a little circumspect, but hey. You work with it's what you okay. got. You yeah. work with what Which, you got. Exactly. Yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. What you going to do? Yeah. So this week we watched Bone Tomahawk. We did. And you know, this is actually the third episode in a row. I know. I think next that week. That we've watched a Western movie. Next week we need to do another one. <laughs> do we? Yeah. Make she, it a quadrilogy? Uh, I think we should do Jane Gunn. Quadrology? What do you call that? Yeah. Qua- a quad. We'll go for a the quad. quads. We'll go for the quad. We'll go for the quad. <laughs> go for the I think quad. we should do Jane Got a Gun. Let's uh, let's meet at the quad. Yeah, let's meet at the quad. We had quads at my college, and people were like, yeah, w- let's go hang out on the quad, and we'll have class on the quad today. I'm like, y'all are so ridiculous. We're not going to have class on the quad. Yeah, it's not happening. It does, oh. does Jane Got a Gun, it comes out this right. next week, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Oh, but, oh, it came out 
No, it came out it today. Out today, yeah. I'm oh, seeing I'm seeing it tomorrow. All right, you going by yourself? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. No, no, no. I'm not moving on. Okay. Well, well who are you going with? A friend of mine. Oh, a friend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think to, I feel like there's more there. Well, later. I feel like you're keeping something from me. Later, the nth cast isn't ready. The the casters aren't ready for that news. Is that what they're called now? No, I've that, I've just done that. Hold on for just a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'm not talk. Let me let me address our listeners. Oh, please, for just a second. And I'm saying that because I don't want you interrupting me like you normally do. I my lips are sealed for a little while. How are you guys doing? You doing okay? That's a question. That's a good question. It is a good question. I mean, we interact with a lot of them. We do. So we know how most of, uh, some of them are doing. And when I said I didn't want you interrupting me. That wasn't interrupting. It you wasn't? Were, that was done with your statement. I wasn't done. Oh, you asked Don't a you question. Don't you know I take long pauses? Mm, sorry. I feel like we need to move on. Start over. Why no, don't you just I will start, start over. Okay. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this... I feel like this train is derailed before it's even left the station. But no, what do you want to be called? I didn't hear anything. Did you hear anything? I didn't hear anything. Okay, we're going to move on, <laughs> okay, man. Cool. <laughs> Let's move on. That was that was weak. That's okay. Well, well, I didn't know how you wanted me to respond. I don't know. You I were... didn't want you to respond at all. Exactly. That was the point. I I muted my mic. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't touch shit. <laughs> oh, I did. You didn't see I went. <laughs> You have, still didn't touch anything. Well, yours doesn't have a Stop button. mashing buttons. I'm sorry. You act like you're trying to engineer over there, doing fuck all. That's what I do. I'm the audio <laughs> engineer. It's on, it's on my business card. So. Bone Tomahawk. What'd you think? Um, This is the first movie in a while that I've gone in not really knowing about it. Well, that's not true. The Revenant, I expected one thing and got something different. But this movie, I kind of had an idea. It was like, it's going to be a Western, Kurt Russell. And I tried really hard to go in not thinking Tombstone repeated. Mm. Mm. Because his beard is different in this one. So uh, His beard is magnificent, <laughs> is what it is. It's always magnificent. <laughs> like, if my beard looks that good ever, I feel like I've done well. It's quite similar to what he had in Hateful Eight. It is. It is. So I enjoyed it. Actually, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. It was different than I thought it would be, but I enjoyed it. And the performances, I think the performances really caught me off guard and how good they were. Hmm. And that that was surprising to me because it's a small cast and not a huge ensemble. And some people that, you know, they're hit or miss. And I feel like they all hit in this one. So I really enjoyed it. What did you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not going to say that I absolutely loved it, mm-hmm. but what I did love was the experience of watching it. And I know that sounds odd. No, that's 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 but part of what makes movies good is the experience of watching it. I tried not to read too much about it before I viewed it. I did know I knew based on the trailer and I felt like maybe the trailer maybe gave us a little bit too much information. That's probably true. Um, that one scene in particular where we knew it didn't look good for him when he's got some guy over the top of him choking shoving, him. choking him, and then shoving something into his mouth. Yeah. That actually, when I watched the trailer, 
made me cringe because the idea of someone shoving something into your mouth and you know this isn't going to end well. Yeah, that's not something you always want. Uh, it remind honestly it reminded me of the scene in Saving Private Ryan when the German was over the top of him. Yes, absolutely. That's and the best putting scene the bayonet. Whole... It was a bayonet, right? He used it was a knife. Oh, it was a knife. Okay, yeah, because uh, one had a machine gun and the other guy had dropped his rifle, so he just had a knife and. And that was Adam. Silverman? I have no idea. I, I can't remember the name of his character, but that was the actor's name. Yes. When the German was over the top of him and yeah. just slowly inserting and, this Yeah, and he's, he's got both hands up and he's like, yeah, no, no, God. no, no. And the other guy's pushing both it's hands just, down. Oh. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. And that scene was very hard to watch. And, and I kind of, when I saw the trailer That's of what Bone Tomahawk, that immediately kind of made me, re- remind me of that scene because nice. it was just, because it was the same kind of thing, not necessarily with him, you know, trying trying to shush him or anything, but just the idea of someone because it's a slow thing, and you know, you you know, that's probably going to end in death, right? So, I feel like the trailer for this movie. Well, it, you, you come on, what's going to well, happen? That's true. You assume he's going to die. <laughs> well, I mean, but being Kurt Russell, you maybe assume he's not going to die. That's true. But he's that's true. He's died a lot recently. He's becoming Sean Bean. Just die. Um, They've just taken it. They've just traded because Sean doesn't die in everything now. So it's just really throwing me Now I feel like you've ruined the whole movie for everyone. No, I haven't. Because they're quite. We're going to actually. I wonder if we can try to get through this without being too. Sure. Normally, normally we try to be. We, we, we preface everything with saying, hey, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason called us on our bullshit last week about that, though. Oh. He did. He really. He's he like, did. He's like, y'all say spoiler alert, and then you don't spoil shit. You don't spoil it. Yeah. Well, well we try really hard, and I told him, I was like, we say spoiler alert just in case. Well, I I imagine it's as though I'm about to make love to my wife, mm-hmm. and it's as if I tell her, well, get ready. This is going to be real special. Just on the off chance that it is. You're just playing it. You're just playing it, just in case. Just and, in case. And then, and though, you, and if you say it every time, when it actually does happen, she's like, "Son of a bitch!" It has. There, there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> One out of ten ain't bad. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So, well, not that I know your record because we don't talk about that, but. I I have nothing to hide. <laughs> I have nothing to hide. Okay, cool. I still don't want to have that conversation with you. Um. Yeah. You get past a certain age, you don't give a shit no more. No. Yeah. It's all good. There it is. That's what it looks like. Shrinkage or not, that's that's what it is. After after 10, 12 years, you're just like, (laughs) you know how it is. Cool. Great. Let's let's get on with this now. Uh, So we'll we'll try not to spoil it. I don't, I I don't, um, I think this movie, what I would say about this movie in particular is that. It is an experience, and I think that the first-time director, uh, S. Craig Zoller. Yes. Now, this guy's a novelist. This is his first film. He's written some screenplays before, but this is his first uh, – this is his directorial debut. Right, and he's written and one other film. He has written one other film. The I don't, Incident. The Incident. Yes. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen The Incident, but I know that's the only other one he's written. I, I went and actually looked – for some of his novels on Kindle. Really? And there was one in the Prime uh, Lending Library. So I was like, hey, I haven't borrowed a book for this month. I'm going to I'm going to check out that book because I was so impressed by the script for this movie. 
Um, I, I would say that at times he probably could have tightened it up a little. There may it may have been a little overlong in some scenes, but I don't I don't hate him for it. I think that I think that was part of the point of the movie. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I hope that at the end of our discussion. Will encourage enough folks to give it a look see, sure. Uh, because I don't think a lot of people have seen it. It didn't get. It was released in theaters and video on demand at the same time. Yeah, October twenty third of twenty fifteen. Okay, and it is now on Amazon Prime. I thought that it was on Netflix, but I didn't actually find it on Netflix. I thought so. it was on Netflix too, but I guess I just seen it on Amazon Prime. Right. So if you have Amazon Prime, it's free for you. Right. And if now. you don't have Amazon Prime, you really should. Yeah. I mean, there's the, no reason the, not to. The end. Yeah. Handled that business. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> you can send me a check. Um, so the movie starts off with a bang. And you know, we talk about Tombstone, the beginning of Tombstone, when he when he's like hurt stone it, you know, you're like, Oh shit, yeah. Oh, you Our, knew shit was on. Uh this is that was a few minutes in though. This actually. takes it another step up. Because it was actually the very first moment of the scene is a scene of violence yes murder 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 is the first scene and it's david arquette and sid haig which i'm amazed that the director was able to assemble the people that he assembled being he was an unproven director sure and i think maybe i i I keep I keep kind of going through my mind as, well, how the hell did he land Kurt Russell? Right. And see, I think a lot of it is at a certain point in their careers, Kurt Russell, not all the rest of them, at a certain point in his career, he's like, I'm going to do films that I like. And then I like the script. And so maybe he got the script in front of him. And he's like, this is good. I would love to do this. And and I would say uh, for one of this uh, Craig S. Craig Zoller's uh, novels that he wrote, uh, Kurt Russell did a blurb for that. So apparently Kurt Russell had read one of his stories mm. before. And so maybe that was part of the, yeah, the built in interest. Sure. Uh, you know, there was kind of a connection there already. Right. And uh, then the other people, they're just trying to keep their indie street cred. Mm. So they're like, I'm going to do an independent film every now. I think all actors do that. I'm going to do an independent should, film like should. one, one a year, just so people know that I'm an actor's actor and I'm not just going to do blockbusters. It's something I respect about Johnny Depp, love him or hate him. He can be in Pirates of the Caribbean, make scads of money, but then he'll be in a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. No, I mean, but from sure. a respect perspective, uh, perspective of respecting someone in their craft, yeah, he doesn't really give a shit one way or the other. He's right. going to do whatever he wants to do, and I they, can they make that. enough money that they can do some of these smaller projects Absolutely. that they're not, they're not, probably not going to make a lot of money. But if it's a good film, they'll do it. I like that too. I agree. All right, so let's jump in the discussion. I also wanted to let everyone know that we're also going to later on discuss more of Kurt Russell in depth, maybe what our favorite movies by him, favorite performance sure. by him. And uh, we actually heard some, from some people. in Because um, Kurt Russell has been in some things. Uh, He's seen some shit. It, this is by default has become the Kurt Russell episode. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, we we were, it was going to happen. Eventually. I would be okay with doing a Kurt Russell podcast. <laughs> I really would. Would you? I really would. I I I will watch anything he's in. Anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
It's good to know. Now, I've not gone back and watched everything he's been in because he's been acting since he was a child. I know. And he's getting up there. And he is. I didn't realize he was 64. Man. I didn't realize he was that old either. He still looks tough as shit, though. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with that. No. No. Mm, I hope I look that good when I'm 64. I won't, but I hope so. You know, there's some actors that, um, well, they act, right? <laughs> <laughs> Some actors act. Okay. Thank and you. they play tough guys. Yeah. But in real life, it's like they're just, you know, they're just a normal, they're just, they're divas. Yeah. I don't get that vibe from him. I, no. I, I get the vibe that he's, he can be a little rough and tumble. I get the vibe that he could hold his own. Oh, yeah. That he you wouldn't know? have an issue. Like no. If he got in a bar fight, you wouldn't want to mess no. with him. Yeah, I get that. I get the vibe that he's a man. he's an actual man. He's a man's man. <laughs> okay, so the plot of the movie, I mean, a nice, good, traditional Western. It's a Western, plot. yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, and it looked like a Western, which I appreciated. You look at some of the older westerns; they're dirty. They, you know, it's they're in the actual Wild West. It looks like they actually know how to ride a horse and shit like that. And I got that vibe from this film, which I appreciated and the vernacular and the way they spoke, I felt like it was appropriate because some of the movies that you see recently that are supposed to be in the old West, they talk like they're in 2015 and you know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's interesting because the traditional vernacular from that time, those people, even though they're out in the dust right? and the perception is that it's, you know, their education level would be less than the average person yes. today. And that's not true. The opposite is true. Yes. Those people were more well-educated right. by and large. And their vocabulary was much more richer and had more depth to it than I think most of us today uh, have. And, sure. and I, I felt this captured, uh, like you said, the vernacular of the time. And yeah. Well, there's. I, I appreciated that attention to detail. Yeah. There's one example that <laughs> was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Not, not, well, that's going to sound bad. But there's a sex scene in the movie. Oh, yes. Which there has to be. And so they're talking and she's like, There has to be? There, there doesn't have to be, but I mean, it, it's gravy. It's gravy. It'll right? be gravy. It'll be gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Wilson made some gravy, some homemade gravy. So. Um, his, he was injured and his wife was like, are you sure you can do this? And then apparently he can. And then she goes, please continue, which is <laughs> cowboy old West speak for fuck me harder, which That's is right. just Don't made me stop. Just made me laugh. I was, was just like, <laughs> surprisingly, there was a lot of humor in the script. <laughs> just crack my shit up. Please continue. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> But there was a lot of humor in the movie. There was a lot of humor in the performances, and I think we'll get a, get into yeah. that as we go along. Uh, the casting was great. We've got Kurt Russell. He plays the sheriff. Yes. We've got his deputy, which is played by um, Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, uh, Matthew Fox as Bruder, the, the gunslinger. Yes. Yeah. The most intelligent man. Clearly, uh, and who wore white in the old west. I think. Yeah, that was that was strange. Yeah, um, he's fancy. He was a dandy. He was a dandy. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> mess with him. Who else? We had oh, okay. We already Patrick mentioned. Wilson. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Uh, Lily Simmons. Lily Simmons. Samantha, who I think did a really good job because she just been mostly in television. I think this is one of her first films, so she did a good job. We had uh, Michael Paré. 
Yeah. Uh, I've already mentioned David Arquette and Sid Haig. And uh, so it's quite the cast. It is. Quite the cast. Um, And then the guy, oh, I forget the guy, the name of the guy that played, he was a piano player. He's a very recognizable uh, character actor as well, bald guy. Um, He was only in there for that one scene, trying to remember his name. Anyway, great cast. Great, yeah, the fantastic cast. I was surprised by the performances in this movie. And again, I think this is, a lot of people are going to get turned off by the violence, especially in the last half hour. Um, but it's such a slow build. It is a violence. slow build. Um, and, and really, you know, after I watched it, I read some reviews mm-hmm. and a lot of people say, oh, it was just too gory for me. I read some reviews. We're on Amazon Prime. I read some of the reviews that are on there. And a lot of people said, well, you know, one star. Uh, don't watch it. This is not Tombstone Part 2. I'm like, well, why the fuck did you go into this thinking it was Tombstone? Yeah, and because, that's, that's not a fair because, review. Because, well, I don't know if you know this. And this could be a whole rant on its own. Oh, this is, yeah. But most, uh-huh. of the, most of the reviews on Amazon have nothing to do with the product itself. It's just, right. um... I didn't get this in a timely right. fashion. It took three Why to- the, Then that's a review of Amazon right. as a corporation, right. not the product. Right. Come it, on. It took three days to get this, and I did overnight I, shipping. This is yeah. bullshit. One the, the, star. I'm like, one what? star for this. Uh, the- <laughs> but how does the product work? That's what I want to know. God. I was two thumbs down on that shit. Yeah, this was not helpful at all. Right. And, like, and then I send that person a strongly worded email like, stop reviewing shit. This is ridiculous. Do you really do? Oh that? yeah, I do. Because that seems like even I know that's that? like petty on top of petty. Yeah. Well, people people piss me off. Some people suck. I mean, that's just the way life is. Some people suck. So all right, so let's get back to the plot. The plot it starts off with uh, Sid Haig and uh, David Arquette are uh, well, they're outlaws. They're, yeah, they're they commit they're the murder. People they're killing people. They get, commit the brutal murder that that murder. I'm sorry. The, the brutal murder that starts <laughs> Have another drink that starts. If I've already had two and it's gone. So, and it's, that starts the film. And then they hear horse horses coming. They're like, Oh God, there's a whole posse coming. Mm-hmm. We need to escape. And when they escape, they run through the, uh, they come across this weird, like burial ground ritualistic. It was a weird configuration. Setting. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on there. I know. No. It, it didn't really have a, a, a set. It wasn't symmetrical. No. no. It was weird. Yeah. And so they're like, we're going to go through here. And like, what? And David Arquette's like. <laughs> we don't have permission. Right. Why would we do that? Look at this thing. I don't want to go through here. And Sid Hanks like. <laughs> he so, waggles his gun. We got permission. We got permission. <laughs> this ain't the time for your feminine, <laughs> feminine whatever. I forget what he said, but it was funny. He's like, for your feminine premonitions. He's like, I don't need that right now. I love Sid Haig. Yeah. And that's why you need to see The Devil's Rejects. I promise I've you. I've seen The Devil's Rejects. Did you see it finally? Yes. You didn't like it? I mean, it was, it was I liked him. I feel like you haven't seen it. I have. I've seen it. No, I saw the first one that you made me watch. House of a Thousand Corpses. And then I watched the other one to be thorough. Yeah. And, and I you mean, didn't like it? It was better than The House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. Like, uh, Light Years better because Chris Hardwick wasn't in it. But let's not get into that. All right. So Sid Haig did a good job. And so they, they cross it. And then I love how in these movies lately, they're showing that bow and arrows are vicious. Weapons. Yes. Vicious. Yes. Like, because you see it, 
like for a while you feel like it's Dunk. just like people people get shot with a bow and arrow and they're like I'm good I can keep going fuck no you no, can't no that thing is that shit is going through you and you're gonna be like oh my god it's I can't called move. physics bitch yeah <laughs> right and then the arrowheads that they had on those things are barbed and had some weird That's a shit. weird looking yeah. thing on mm-hmm. it. I'm not sure what that was all about um, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, so so that's how it starts. And like, he got oh, he got shot in the neck. He too. got shot in the neck, but then the the dudes come out and hit him with a tomahawk. Oh, okay. So so these weird albino looking uh, Native Americans. I just figured that they were covered in some weird dirt, just to, for right. And they purposes. weren't albino, yeah. but they looked albino, right? So because you just see flashes. But what what clued me in that this movie wasn't going to be. Like a normal Western, normal Western was that fucking noise that you heard yeah. in the distance, which mm-hmm. was some kind of weird uh, whistle type. It sounded like uh, the T Rex, like the T Rex in Jurassic Park, bugle kind of type thing. Yeah, which we ended up finding out is how they communicate. Yes, which they can't use was a words. whole other fucking thing. They can't use words; they just use whistles. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll. I don't know how much we'll get into that, but yeah, that, that, that was kind of fucking creepy. It was. <laughs> so David Arquette gets away, said, hey, doesn't make it. No. Doesn't make it. No. So that's the start of the movie. And then it goes to the new town. Bright Hope. Bright Hope, where Kurt Russell is I feel like that sheriff. name was deliberate. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the Bright <laughs> Hope of the West. So you come to find out all the men had left town on the cattle drive, because it's time for cattle drive. Right. So the only people left in town are women children and people who can't go on the cattle drive which would be patrick wilson's character because he is him be injured what was her last name o'dwyer o'dwyer so mr o'dwyer fell off a roof arthur yeah arthur mr hardy fell off a roof and uh broke his leg his tibia (laughs) tibia well that was the other thing during the sex scene i ain't thinking about my tibia right now (laughs) exactly she she's on top grinding away (laughs) And she asked him, how's your tibia? Is your tibia okay? I ain't, I ain't thinking, thinking about, about my tibia. <laughs> I ain't thinking about my tibia. Promise. Promise. You could cut that shit off. Leg what leg? <laughs> right. And he also, he's funny. I think we need to do this how we're supposed to. <laughs> and she's like, is that a criticism? <laughs> no, no. No, it's not a criticism. I just, you know, you're hurting my tibia, apparently. I need to focus on... Uh, I feel like if I put my tibia and don't move it and just move other parts, I'll be all right. I kept thinking about how worthless would I feel if I was in that setting and I had a broken leg like that. I mean, today I can use a computer to do work. Sure. But back then you were, you were gimp. And that's even you what know? he said. He's like, I finally made foreman. I'm cattle foreman. Mm-hmm. And then this shit happens, and now I don't get to go on this cow drive for the next six months. I'm out of work for six months. Yeah, out of work, and and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And and you lived in a time when work was completely physical. Yeah, and you were unable to do that. Yeah. And so, you know, how does that psychologically wear down on you as a man, not being able to get out and provide? And she was trying to reassure him and all that kind Naked, of stuff. But yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the best kind of. That's really the only reassurance I need. That's right. That's, that, that's I don't need words of. No. I don't need words of affirmation. No, no. I don't need words at all. I in fact, need, it'd be best if right. you just hesh. Yeah, hesh up now. Shh. <laughs> I got something you can put in your mouth, and it's not words. <laughs> right? Yeah. But well, <laughs> well, we'll start there. Yeah. Start there, and then we'll move down. Okay. Move down. We'll, 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 
We'll see how it goes after we get done with this here. Okay, cool. This here. Yeah, I'm all right. You know, might might give it a go. (laughs) Try everything twice, right? Um, So it's it's a stark contrast, though, from the beginning of the movie with that harsh, because you're the harsh, untamed frontier going to where they're trying to have a civilization. A little more civilized. Even though it is in the frontier. But you're like, oh, there's some some normalcy. People are trying to settle this, and it's okay, you yeah. know. So, how are these two going to intersect? Is what you're wondering next. And uh, so, David Arquette descends upon the town. Purvis. That's right. His name was Purvis. Purvis they had some weird ass names back. They did back in the day. That was a great scene, though, when <laughs> Chicory. He's like, I was on a ramble. The backup deputy. Backup. Not even the deputy, the backup the deputy, because he was old. Dude, that was so good. And that's all in. they referred to him. Either, I mean, his name was Chicory. Chicory. Which is an interesting name. Yeah, I think his name was Mr. Corey, but everybody called him Chicory. Uh, but uh, Kurt Russell called him old man. Yeah. But he walks into the, the sheriff's office. He's like, God, that tea smells awful. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt Russell's well, like, well. Uh, it's not tea. It's soup. Soup. Oh. oh. <laughs> you think I could have some? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't had nothing to eat since since this morning. I'm I'm mighty hungry. <laughs> Tastes like corn. Well, it's corn, corn chowder. chowder. Oh, that scene was great. It was so good. That was great. And you know, it's performances like this that that make me really appreciate Kurt Russell all the more. And how I think Jason had talked about this in our Hateful Eight episode mm-hmm. on how John Ruth in that movie yeah. had kind of that John Wayne, John uh, Wayne uh, swagger sure. about him. And there's, there's still, I still kind of see that. And it's almost as though, I guess what I'm trying to say is if Kurt Russell just did nothing but Westerns from here on out, I'd be okay with that sure. because I feel like he's the closest thing we have in this generation to an icon like John Wayne. Sure. Cause you look at the John Wayne movies where he's a sheriff and you're like, I could kind of see it like an Eldorado or the, the shootist or when he's Rooster Cogburn, and you're like, I could see he, the, Kurt Russell kind of has that swagger, that, that, that swagger, that bravado, but it's like a controlled, uh, authoritative presence. Like he knows he's a badass, And when he talks, you're going to listen. Yeah. Because it's going to be logical. It's going to be, it's going to be what, this is what's going to happen next. But not without him being uh, uh, mean or overt. It's just like this is just this is just how it's going to be. Right. There's no options here. It's my way. That's right. And there's that's no, right. That's just going to be. A- and he did the same thing as uh, White Earp in, yeah. in Tombstone. Yeah. And a lot of times, I think people uh, uh, they, they they don't regard his performance in Tombstone. Uh, I think the way that they should, because he was come on, he was overshadowed Val Kilmer by Val Kilmer. There's no no question about that. The, That's the true. star of the, the star of that show was Val Kilmer. Well, everybody in that it's another one in, in that movie. Everybody's performance was excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just kind of like one of those things where everybody's into the movie and into their character, really get into the role, and you feel like you're there. That's one thing I appreciate about this film is that you really feel like you're there with them. Yeah, and you know the. It was a long, slow burn. This is a movie that was a little over two hours long. Yeah. And 
it took us an hour and a half or so to kind of get to some real meaty action. And I was okay with that. Yeah. Uh, because I felt like it was as long as it needed to be to actually flesh out the characters and experience what they were experiencing as they're, as they're traveling along, as they're going on their search, uh, which we had, no, we haven't talked about why they were doing all that yet, but, but I really felt like it was an experience and that's one of the things I enjoyed the most about it, which is the very thing I see a lot of people say that they hated about it the most was the fact that it was too long. Well, I think I'm realizing that you and I like movies different than most people do. And that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay to be a controversial voice or just a differing opinion. If we were all the same, it would be boring. So with Purvis coming to town... Hunt isn't a fan of that. He's no. Like, he's like, I'm going to go talk to him. And he talks to him for about 30 seconds, and he realizes this dude's a piece of shit. I don't want him in my town. Hunt being Kurt Russell's Kurt, character, sorry, the yeah, sheriff. Sheriff Hunt. Um, yeah. No, I loved... I love that that confrontation in the bar. He's like, I'm just talking. I didn't say you did anything wrong. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just talking yeah. to you. And he was interrogating him. Yeah. And it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He got everything he needed to get out of him and used his own words against him. Yep. And uh, what so- What are you talking about crime for? I didn't say nothing about committing a crime. He 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 warned him yeah. that if, if he, he didn't act right, he was going to get shot. And he did. Shot him in the leg. And so, which is kind of cruel. It is. I think, ah, man, there's, but I mean, it could have handled that a little differently. And I think actually that's part of the plot, right? Yeah. So we get there. there. And it made, it reminded me of the hangman. Cause he's like, you know, and cause he even said that when he's like, yeah, if this dude commits a crime and he's found guilty, I want people to come watch him hang and watch him turn purple. Yeah. Watch him turn purple on the end of a rope. So he's like, I didn't want to kill him or shoot him. I wanted him to have a fair shake. But now that I know that he's probably a bad guy, I'm fine watching him hang. So they put him into the uh, they put him into the jail. Truly, and you know he's got a bullet in him, right? So you got to get got to get that bullet out. You can't leave that shit in there. No, that'll fester gangrene, right. especially in those days. Well, lead poisoning. Yeah. Anyway. So the actual doctor of the town is a drinker. He was too drunk. In his cups. He was in his cups. In his cups, as I they say, that. in the 1890s. I love that. I love that. Uh, the, my other favorite term is he's full. He's full. Yeah. <laughs> he's full. <laughs> he's full. <laughs> uh, so uh, Mrs. Odwire. Now, she done, uh, is she billed as a, a doctor or no. is she more of a nurse a, practitioner? A nurse, a nurse practitioner. Okay. But she knew enough. To where she could dig that bullet. She could dig a bullet out and sew up the wound. Sure. Uh, so that's really that's really kind of the uh, Purvis getting shot mm-hmm. by the sheriff, and her having to come to the jail to dig that bullet out is really kind of what starts the whole rest of the plot yeah. off. And uh, without that, without that, the story doesn't really work yeah. um, because uh, Those- she's there. He's got a fever. She decides to stay overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they go um, in the morning, in the morning, the uh, the uh, stables have been attacked. Yes, and so and Chicory, Chicory was the one that discovered that the jail was empty. No, it was no. the bartender. Bart, 
of the educated goat, the learned goat, the learned goat. What it, that is, <laughs> if we ever do another podcast, it needs to be called the learned goat. The learned because that is goat. brilliant. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things that they called their. He said he went to shoe his colt and That's saw right. and saw the the stable boy dead. So he went to the jail and saw that it was empty. Nobody was there. And that's when Kurt Russell's like, oh, sh- what do you mean nobody? Not even someone in the jail cell? Nope, nobody. Nope. Everybody's gone. Yep. The deputy, Miss O'Dwyer, and, and Purvis. Purvis. Buddy. Gone. He proffered Buddy. Gone. I, mean. but I find it interesting, though, that they just killed the stable boy and didn't take him to. Well, I don't know. I think it's a racial thing. You, you think so? No, I'm serious. That's what they said. And because the professor said he was like, they have no use for uh, colored people, and that's that's a quote from the movie. Oh no, no, don't, no, 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 don't say that. that. <laughs> Yet again, right. we're going to get mail. <laughs> Disclaimer. Hashtag. <laughs> uh, what was the Indian guy that was at the bar that was explaining? They called uh, him the professor. The I don't professor know if he had a name. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. That's right. But because they were like, hey, "Do you know who this is?" And he's like, "Yeah, there's only one." You'd call them Indians, but they're not. They're troglodytes. They're not us Which at was all. interesting. Troglodyte. What a great uh, word. Uh, I feel like that's something uh, these kids today would call somebody that's kind of like a caveman type thing, right? Yeah. So I absolutely. think that's exactly how they meant that. Sure. In like the literal sense, right? So, and we've come to find out it is. They lived in a cave. Accurate. <laughs> Highly accurate. <laughs> what a great assessment, Professor. Troglodytes. So <laughs> they decide to go because they know Mrs. O'Dwyer is taken. So Sheriff Hunt is like, I have to go. It's his job. And Mr. O'Dwyer has to go. We don't have a choice. None of you other people have to go. If the two of us go, it's just us. Well, they, you know, they want to dissuade Arthur O'Dwyer from going because he's got a broke leg. But who? how are you going to keep him from not wanting to go get his wife? Yeah. Now, what I thought was surprising uh, and who we haven't talked about yet. Well, it's because he hasn't, we haven't had cause to. Oh, oh, we didn't have. <laughs> You're welcome for that. You're welcome for that. That was, that was good. You're welcome. That was good. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Matthew Fox's character. Yeah. Bruder. Bruder. John Bruder. He was actually the one that went to go fetch Miss O'Dwyer. And, um, you know, he volunteered to go too because he felt responsible for getting them into the mess. But, you know, as the movie progressed, I started to question that more and more. Why the hell did he get involved with all this? I really think that was his motivation, though. I mean, he maybe had. You some, think so? I think that was his main motivation because there's the there's a confrontation between him and Arthur later, and he's <laughs> like, you know, rightfully so. Yeah, he's like, you know, you know, I I'm out here risking my life for you and for her because I feel some bit of responsibility for what I did. You know, maybe some, I think I'm allowed to be this way, but honestly, I'm out here trying to save your wife's life because I got her in this mess. Well, later on, he did admit that, uh, he did have his eye on her and she turned him down, turned him down. So I also wondered if there was maybe still some, uh, lingering feelings. Yeah. It's entirely possible. But I liked his character. I'm Matthew Fox, ever since Lost, I haven't been a big fan. Um, I oh, liked, it was much better in Party of Five. Shut it. <laughs> I'm not even going to Are dig, you not a fan? I'm not going to dignify Fox that. I'm not dignifying that with a response at all. Tell me you don't like Lacey Chabert uh, that, or yeah. Nev Campbell. Sure. Cool. Together. Yeah, but not Matthew Fox. With Denise Richards. Yeah. What, we're, I don't not even, they weren't we're not even talking in, about wild things. They weren't even in any. <laughs> 
you're not talking about wild things. I think we should. Okay, well, we could do a whole podcast on wild things. It'll be a lot of, oh, God, again? I feel wow. Like I, I feel like I'm 13 again. Whew. You're going to get dehydrated. All right. It's a good thing they're in a pool. How much jam you got? Go for it. Uh, you had a point. Uh, Pro- proceed, sir. Thank you. I mean, but it, I've, he's been in some other things, like he was in that Matthew McConaughey football movie, and I wasn't a big fan. But We this, Are Marshall? Yes. But this one, I really liked him. I think he did a good job, and he embodied that character well. And when they finally, like, they go out on their search party, and he is ruthless. Oh, God. Like, and he, <laughs> he puts out that uh, string, string of bells, bells on he, it he's like, for if the you hear, perimeter. He's like, if you hear anything on these bells, fucking shoot it. Don't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what if it's a drifter? Who gives a shit? It doesn't shoot matter. it. Shoot it. Well, they had a point because, and his point was if by the time you get to this and you make the bells ring and you haven't announced yourself, you, yeah. That you you know that you're going to be dead. It's either a predator because there's protocol. Yeah, there's protocol in the old. Yeah, you don't sneak up on somebody in the old west. It's Shit, just a bad no. idea. That's everybody had guns. Uh, yeah, you, you, and everybody was jumpy. Yes, they were. You, you gonna sneak up? You gonna sneak up on somebody that got a damn gun? Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. Not that dude for sure. So he. I mean, and he makes a point of it. On the first night when they're they're trying to fall asleep, the bells go off and he, he shot goes, a dog. boom. I'm guessing a coyote. Coyote, and you just hear go. <laughs> This is ruthless. <laughs> and he's just like, mm-hmm, I'm good. I'm going to go back to sleep now. But his character, I thought he did a good job. And he, and his motivation was also to kill Indians because he, you find out later that he has a beef with all Indians because of his past. Well, basically, yeah. I mean, they, they killed his mother and his sisters. Yeah. And so that, that would, when he was 10, he's like, and that would motivate anybody. That would leave a strong impression. It would leave a strong impression on a boy of 10. Yeah. So, I mean, so... Th- the movie kind of slow build to then, but then once they actually go out on the search party, four of them going to hunt people down. I'm like, that doesn't seem like it's enough people. That was my first thought. Yeah, but that's really all they had. Well, I mean, I guess because everybody else was on the cattle drive. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could have taken some other folks with them, but I mean, why why risk all those? I mean, you, you got to leave some people in town, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, and they were making a five-day journey in three days. Three days. Yeah. God almighty, I can't even imagine how how tough that would be. Yeah. I mean, it's it looked to be summer. Well, it made me think They're of, riding out on the plane. Yeah. I mean, they're riding those horses hard. It made me think of the two towers. Okay, where, yeah. Where, you know, Mary and Pippin are gone and- Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are like, we got to fucking go. You, you mean know? the novel, right? You both. both. Okay. Yeah. Both. Yeah. But the novel's better. Oh, clearly. I mean, okay. It's not even a question. Okay. But some people may not have read it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Peter Jackson. Somebody even talk about that guy. Okay, I'm okay now. I saw what you were leading me to. Yeah, I got it. You? Yeah, but okay. when they actually started on their chase, the dialogue I think in that scene, that whole section was phenomenal. Yeah, fun dialogue in the whole the, the script for the whole movie was great. Yeah, it was great, and just their interaction with each other and four very different people with very different motivations for being out there mm-hmm. trying to work together was. I mean, it was a great dynamic, which I enjoyed for the whole movie. 
So again, they're they're just traveling, and they're they're met with a few obstacles. They are. They, uh, they do. Well, you're traveling with a guy that can't ride too well. Yeah, he's got a broken leg. And you know, I think at one scene, uh, Kurt Russell's character uh, confronts him about having uh, tincture, some opium. Yeah, you know, it's like. Yeah, I went through your stuff. Yeah, I took it from you because if you're on that stuff, you're going to fall out of the saddle. Right. And I like that 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 fed into what his character said earlier, which is you know, we're going to be out here and it's physically grueling and we have to take care of ourselves and be mindful and regard yeah. our limitations or we won't make it. And I was like, man, that, you know, that a lot of times we 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 charge headlong into something. Mm-hmm. We don't think about: Do I have everything? Am I equipped to for the long haul to actually achieve the goal that I need to achieve? Right. Which is, if I need to save someone else, I can't do shit if I end up getting dead or hurt. Right. Uh, and then now I've created a another problem. another yeah. problem on top of the problem I already had. Yeah, someone's got to come rescue me now. <clears throat> you know and. And so that's why you even have to take care of your horses and, yeah. and you got to make sure that they're fed and brushed mm-hmm. and got water and, and, and they don't. And that you don't lose them. You don't lose them because yeah. if you, oh, you lose your horse, or your horse dies on you and you're yeah. out in the middle of the plane, mm-hmm. you might as well pack up shop. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going too. And I think that, you know, a lot of people don't realize though, back in the day, if you stole someone's horse, that was a hanging offense. Well, why the hell would you hang someone for stealing a horse? Because that's their livelihood. Yeah. If you took someone's horse, you basically you it was no really no different than just shooting that man. Yeah. Because you pretty much signed his death warrant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it miles and miles between a horse makes it easier, and you're just able to travel at a different rate and get between place to place, and you're not going to die on the way. So, you know, I think it was the second or the third night they had the Mexicans. Yes. Uh, Announce yourself. Them. Yeah. Announce yourself. Strike a match. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. How the hell do you know they got matches? You have to, apparently, out there. Strike a match or we're going to light it up with our guns. That was great. What a great line. You know, and they were awfully jumpy. Wouldn't you be? Well, hell yeah. You're you're sleeping out in the middle of nowhere. First of all... What the fuck are they lighting fires for? There's I, no way it's that cold. Well, you got to heat up your beans. Why? I guess you could eat it out of the can. Just eat some cheese. Cheese ain't got to be well, hot. Okay, I, I don't... Have you ever actually been in an open area or a pseudo... Well, that, that wasn't really a desert desert, but yes, have you ever been on it? So then you know that it can get to 100 degrees during the day and freeze at night. Sure. So it couldn't get pretty cold, even though it gets hot during the day. Yeah, but I mean, I I figure out me personally, I'd put a blanket on and not light a fire. But that's me. Well, you probably light a fire to keep certain animals away. I would think that's what the bells are for. How do them bells sound, bitch? (laughs) Sorry, keep going. (laughs) We're mixing our movies now. I know, but this just—I think it could work. Uh, So the Mexicans come and Matthew uh, Bruder. As they're, just, as they're walking close, he's he like, just flat out shoots them. He's like, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> blam, blam. And, and Hunt's You got like, no cause. You got no cause. He's like, if you want to question my morals, question them later. 
Let's go ahead and go. I don't have anything to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dialogue in this movie is fantastic. It was. Um, so I guess we skip ahead. Well, because after that is when it starts to get vicious. Well, because they find when they finally get and they start hearing this whistling, they hear the noise, noise, the, the same noise that the David Arquette and Sid Haig uh, heard, and that they heard the night of the, the adoption. Yes, in Bright Hope. That's right. Mm-hmm. So every time something bad happens, you hear this shit, uh, and so they get kind of get bushwhacked in the middle of the day uh, by yeah. these guys, and uh, it, it the movie takes a turn for the brutal. Brutal. Uh, it hadn't been, I mean, there'd been some gore uh, up until then, but the last half hour of this movie, uh, I'm not going to say it goes balls to the wall, but it, it, it really. I feel like the balls kind of got split. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but that. Th- it, it, it really turned into what I might even consider a. There were so many elements of a horror movie there were. in this as well, and I, I, I'm hesitant to say that it's it is a uh, a a western slash horror, uh, mm. but it's it, it's not a a, tra- a western in the traditional sense. It's almost as though it is an homage to a traditional western, sure, with some added horrific elements that you wouldn't see in an old school Western movie, but the parts of it that don't have the horrific elements, the part where they're actually traveling very Western is very Western. And I felt like that was handled very well. And because that could go, that could go poorly when you try to mix two different genres together. Absolutely. But I think, and, and that's just a testament to the, the script writing yes uh and and the direction um because it man it got brutal it did it got brutal. and i mean it just started off brutal when you know they finally encounter the people that had, had abducted them and you know they shoot them but oh you shot me cool i'm gonna cut you up with this bone tomahawk where we get the name of the movie and you're just like oh my god I remember watching that. Like I had to rewind it. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, like, like it's, did, did, did yeah, that just happened. Yeah, and you're like, "What?" Because oh, I because I had to stop. I mean, I stopped and I rewound it. I'm like, "Oh, oh, did, okay, did yeah, I, that's right. That's what happened." That is what is, I just there saw. it is on the ground. Yeah, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very bang bang. Things yeah. just started happening, and then it and, didn't stop, and and it, 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 it didn't really shy away. It's like uh, it, it's it okay. almost felt gratuitous. Almost, yeah, almost. Um, very borderline, yeah, very oh, yeah. borderline. But for the story that was being told and the horrific elements that that were being displayed, I felt were in line with you know everything that was on screen. I felt was in line with if you're going to feel what these characters are going through, and especially when. When they finally okay, so people get captured mm-hmm. and they're kind of uh, in captivity and they're watching someone else be uh, manhandled. That was that was the part I felt was gratuitous. It, did you? I did. I felt like it was unnecessary to show it. Maybe just hear it, or I don't know. Like it didn't seem necessary for it to be that brutal. You know what I'm saying? But that's what these guys did. Sh- sure. 
because they didn't give they 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 obviously had a blatant disregard for human life right and i get that you know the they'd want to do it fresh because you know more blood in it it would taste better sure great whatever (laughs) but it just felt like like you didn't have to be watching it and the way they did it you know like well, I it, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the way yeah, that I'm it, trying not to either. the way that it was done, where they, where they you yeah. know, that was weird. Yeah. Okay. So my take on it was is I'm not going to go that far. I would say that it's borderline, mm-hmm. but I think for me, what I I don't want to say it was okay because nothing about that was okay <laughs> at mean, all. I mean, it's a normal Tuesday, but to 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 get a, a, a feeling for what I was seeing, especially on Kurt Russell's face in that scene and his reaction to sure. what he was seeing yeah. in order to understand that and appreciate that and, and feel as though I'm experiencing what they're experiencing. I understood that's why that, that was chosen to uh, be displayed and shown that way. Mm-hmm. Could they have done it another way? Probably. 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 Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and say that. Uh, I mean, it didn't, I'm not going to say it was necessary, yeah. but I'm not going to say that I, I've, I felt like it shouldn't have been in there. Gotcha. Uh, I've seen plenty of, and most, but most horror movies are that way. Anyway, yeah. it's all about gratuitousness, right? Yeah. It didn't ruin the movie for me. No, absolutely but. not. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't like the way they treated their women either. That, that was, I, oof, that clearly. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't want to hear that woman talk or have her move. I'll handle that. Mm. Taken care of. Would it be wrong to say that these Native Americans, had a ravenous appetite. No, it wouldn't be. No, which is another great movie. I don't know if you've yeah. ever seen that. Which one? Ra- a ravenous. No, I haven't. Ra- with Robert Carlyle. No, I haven't. I mean, if anyone's seen the movie Ravenous, I've actually just spoiled <laughs> it for them. Yeah. Uh, that that was a that was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um. So then, and you know, there's the conclusion of the story after that, which I don't want to spoil for anybody because. It's, it's this a, movie needs to be experienced. It's a good ending. I I appreciated the ending, but I would warn people that if you are squeamish, yeah, and horror movies are not your bag, then maybe you do need to skip this. If you're a Kurt Russell completist, <laughs> then you need to see it. If you like an old, uh, a good old fashioned western, see it. See it absolutely, but I, 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 I mean, and I'm not a fan of horror, but I still appreciated this movie, and yeah. you know that. Yeah, everybody who listens to the show, they know that I'm not a big fan of horror. But I feel like we need to do a segment. What like you need a JD segment. hates horror. Yeah, yeah. and oh. like I have to force you to watch a horror movie every week. Okay, only if you <laughs> you watch all the pretty horses, <laughs> and then I'll watch. I'll watch a horror film. You could pick whatever fucking horror film you want, as long as you watch All the Pretty Horses first. You're not going to make me watch All the Pretty Horses like repeatedly. Like you get to yes. watch a new horror every time. You get to every watch time. a new horror yes. movie, yes. but I have to watch that same All the Pretty Horses movie yes. every time. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be horrible. And that's the deal. Oh, that would be worse. <laughs> that would be worse than... Eventually, you'd have it memorized. You're going to start quoting all the pretty horses uh, just in your everyday oh life. Oh, my God. <sighs> so, in wrap-up, see the movie. 
it's worth seeing. I think more people need to see it. Like we did a poll for it and only four people voted on the poll. Yeah, not a lot of people have seen it, but everyone that has seen it enjoyed it and said that more people need to see it and wish that more people I agree with that assessment. I I agree with that as well. And I've talked to a lot of people uh, on Twitter and that's basically the same response that I've gotten is that – and it's got a good response. Uh, not that I use Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like as, 88 or something. Yeah, which is pretty high. Yeah. Which is pretty high. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And uh, it is quite the ride. It is. Worth seeing at least once. But is it the best Kurt Russell movie? No. No. No, absolutely not. Well, so if we're going to make a statement like that, then we need to back it up. We need to, um, sure. we need to have that discussion. We okay. can't just leave people hanging. I don't even think it's his best performance of 2015. Oh, okay. Well, what was the other, the only the hateful other? eight? Yeah, okay, so you think you think? Well, and don't perform- forget, he was in Furious Seven. Oh my God! Right, which Mr. we also reviewed. Is this Are three? You- There's three Kurt Russell films we reviewed this year. Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. In that's right. Seven, if you, Mr. If you're worried. Nobody. No, it, I don't <laughs> uh, I he was great in this movie. Um, but I think he was better as the hangman, John Ruth, and then I think Hateful Eight was a better film for twenty fifteen. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. But it's certainly not a bad performance by him by any means. Hey, before we go any further, yeah. you've seen all three of the Westerns that we've reviewed i have and how would you rank the hateful eight the revenant and bone tomahawk okay this is gonna be because i agree with you i i think that his performance in the hateful eight was better and i may actually say that overall i probably enjoyed that more yeah uh just because well i'm a big tarantino fan and Mm. as 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 violent as as the hateful eight was, and even though everybody died, yeah, it maybe it had a happier ending than Bone Tomahawk. Sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> I, I just, sure. I know that sounds strange, yeah. but uh, well, they're laughing at the end of the hateful eight. They, they are. Don't, they don't laugh at the there end of this no, shit. No. Um, I'm gonna say the hateful eight is the best of the three. Okay. Um, oh god, the more we talk about this one, I may. Because originally I would have put the Revenant last, but really? I think I'm going to change it and put the Revenant second and this one third hmm. as overall films. Um, which is surprising. They're very close. If you could pick one, I would say, based just off of some of the scenes and the the Revenant would probably be more friendly for more people. Like more people would enjoy the Revenant than uh, more Bone. appropriate for a wider audience. Yes, more people would like the Revenant than Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, so. okay, I'm gonna agree with you on that. So uh, that point. So if I'm gonna recommend for one for you to see, mm. if you're a film connoisseur and you know you you're not afraid of a little gore and violence and something a little different, this may be for you. But for the normal, average so the person, casual moviegoers not the diehards who would probably be listening to our show yes uh okay well not all of them are diehards no i can agree with that yeah Yeah, so um but the revenant um but i mean of the three if i could only pick one it'd be the hateful eight for sure okay i can get down with that i can get down with that thanks all right so let's be a little serious this time and none of this mr nobody shit okay um 
what what is your favorite Kurt Russell movie? Movie or performance? Okay. Movie because they may not be the same movie. Movie Tombstone. Uh, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Um, favorite movie? Yes. Yeah. He uh, he was good in a lot of movies, which is uh, something I like about him. Um, one of the ones that I remember from my childhood, and you're not going to like this, but that's fine. You never do. Um, Captain Ron. I really <laughs> enjoy his performance. He does such a good job as Captain Ron. That was funny. It's a, it's a funny movie it and it's funny. a different thing for him and it's not a normal role for him. I like him in uh, Vanilla Sky, but I like the movie Vanilla Sky. Okay. Um, well, okay. <laughs> Is this just getting worse for you? Is it just getting worse for you? But I mean, I think his seminal role and my favorite role is Snake. Uh, mm. Pliskin and Call me Pliskin, yeah. Man. Escape from New York, Pliskin. Escape from LA was okay, but yeah. Escape from New York, that movie. I remember the first time I saw that, and there's one of the few movies where I'm like, oh my god, this movie is awesome. And just the setting of the New York and the crime, and like, hey, you have to go in here and rescue the president and all this shit. I mean, it was a good, good movie, and it. I think it, just the way he played that role, you didn't even know it was Kurt Russell. And he's just got that cool kind of swagger and the, the real low kind of soft talking voice. And you know? he's not a big guy, but you don't for one second believe that he couldn't handle his own. And I mean, he kicks that ass. I yeah. mean, he's got a fucking patch. Right. Done. Oh, you have a patch. You win. Right. You win. Right. So there's that. And then I really like him as uh, Jack Burton. Mm. Of course, yeah. The, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be stealing all your thunder. Who, who? What about you? Who do, uh, who do you you like? know, I'm, I'm gonna go even a little bit more old school. Yay! And uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and I feel like his the, his character McCready uh, in that movie. I don't know. I just there's something about that and that performance. It's just. I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. Is it his best performance overall? No. No. But is it my favorite? Probably. Yeah. Uh, just because I love the movie. And so if, if I had to pick a favorite Kurt Russell movie, uh, I would agree. Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he's in it. But, you know, Big Trouble in Little China is right behind it. Yeah. I, I, I'm almost, I, I, it's more like, it, I almost feel like I have to say uh, Tombstone is 1A and Big Trouble in Little China is 1B. Yeah. Well, I can't they're say different. 1 and 2. They are completely different. And that's one thing I love about him. You feel like he can he can be this serious, badass anything. dude. He can do anything. And then comedy roles. He can do anything. Yeah, because like, uh, what, Overboard. You know, he's he's great in that movie. Yeah. Not the best movie yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, but he does a good job in it. Well, I, I feel like he's one of those rare guys where he just gets in front of the camera and just, okay, let's fucking go. Right. You know, and, and he's got it down. And, and you know, every interview I've read, seen him in and everything I've read and other people talk about him, and that, that's, kind of, that's kind of what you get. And he's pretty easy to work with. And he just, you know, he's not a, not, not, he's not a diva yeah. uh, from, from what I understand. And he just is like, all right, let's shoot this thing. Yeah, let's do it. How, but, how, but he's been doing it since he was a kid. And right. you got to remember, he comes from a line of actors. I mean, he does. His, his dad, uh, Bing Russell. Yeah. Um, he, he was, uh, he was in a ton of Westerns and TV shows. I think he was on Bonanza. And I think a lot of people remember him for searchers, which was, he was in, um, uh, with which John is, Wayne, which is the, my opinion, best Western ever made ever. Okay. Ever. I, I'm, Hmm. 
I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's absolutely okay my favorite that. Western. Ever. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with. And that. weren't they in Tango and Cash together? Or is that not true? Did I just make that up? Um, maybe. I know that. Uh, okay, so let's back this up a little bit. Sweet. I know that. Um, you know, Kurt. You know, he got. He got to start pretty early before he before he signed that contract with Disney. Which, by the way, Disney presented the contract to him in person. So think about that for a second. Yeah, right. Think about that for a second. But let's think about this. Is he did an uncredited role. Kurt Russell did an uncredited role in um, was Elvis Presley's Elvis Presley movie. I think it would have been the um, it happened at the World Fair. It happened at the World's Fair. Yeah. So I remember seeing an interview. He talked about how he was on the set of this movie and Elvis was talking with him and said, Hey, your dad's Bing Russell. I'm a big fan. Nice. He said, do you think you could introduce me? It's fucking Elvis Presley is asking you if he can meet your dad because he's a big fan. Uh, I think we all know Elvis was a, a movie buff. Sure. Uh, he was a big Western fan. And so basically what it all came down to is, I, I, you know, Kurt was like, yeah, sure. Of course you can. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the fucking king. Yeah. Of course. Oh, what, <laughs> what else would you like me <laughs> well, to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he introduced him to his dad and he, Elvis asked his dad, Hey, you know, I, I just, I'm such a big fan of yours. Um, and, uh, just like the way that you wear your cowboy hat. Nice. Uh, and I was wondering if I'm ever able to be in a Western, do I have your permission to Twirl. wear my cowboy hat the way that you wear yours? Really? Hey, sure. Yeah. Whatever. That'd be fine. Yes, yeah, sir. King, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was, I think that was kind of cool, but what makes it even cooler is in 1979, who does Kurt Russell play in the TV movie directed by John Carpenter? The first collaboration between Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. And who plays Elvis's dad, Vernon? Kurt Russell's own father. Oh, Bing. And so it's like interesting correlation. And then you go to 2001 and it's 3,000 miles to Graceland <laughs> where he plays the son of Elvis and it's just, well, well, hey, well done. Yeah. Full, you, we've gone full circle. Now. Have you actually ever seen 3,000 miles of Graceland? Yeah, I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have refused to watch it. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, and I know I've said I'll watch anything with Kurt Russell. No. I, I've tried. I've tried. It's got Kevin Costner. I've tried. Too. Well, I mean, that's probably the problem. <laughs> No, the 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 seventy nine TV movie by Elvis. I haven't, I haven't. Kurt Russell's performance in that is awesome. So it's worth seeing. Absolutely, it's okay. worth seeing. And what's interesting is John Carpenter. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know well, that. Would you put those things together? No, no, you that's wouldn't. not what we. That's not what we think about. Yeah, I'd um, see that. But okay. uh, so, no, I thought that I thought that was interesting. I also thought it was interesting that uh, his father Bing. Uh, Russell also uh, owned a minor league baseball team, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, something the Mavericks. Okay. Anyway, there's a documentary on Netflix right now about this team. It was like they were the Bull Durham before Bull Durham, right? Really? And Kurt played baseball. He played uh, semi-pro ball. I knew that. Um, because apparently that his dad was big in the baseball, 
And he actually shot instructional videos uh, that were then used by um, uh, players at any level. In fact, players in the major leagues didn't even know some of these fundamentals. And Kurt was in those, right? Nice. Because so, he would shoot them at home. Yeah. And uh, so it's interesting. It's interesting. That is interesting. I, I kind of like uh, uh, tying all those things together. Um, the other thing I heard is that they're actually going to make a movie about this minor league team, which is based off this documentary. And the guy that they tabbed to write and direct it was the kid that was the that was the ball boy for the team when he was a kid. Nice. Uh, and I think it's jeez, oh, I forget his name, but he directed the. Little Children, you familiar with that? It had uh, Kate Winslet and um, oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Jackie yeah. Earl Haley. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, not a fan uh, of his. No, 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 no. Creeps me no, yeah, the I, fuck I, out. Yeah, that's mm, that's probably not okay. But I just, it's like my God, this you can fall down the. Clearly, I fell down a rabbit hole. Yeah, we we we, we chase <laughs> sorry we chase something there. That's okay. That's that was all interesting stuff. Truly, um, but yeah, I am partial to. Uh, his performance in the thing, yeah. uh, just and again, I think it's more nostalgia than anything sure. else. Well, that's me and Captain Ron. You know, yeah. it's not the best movie. Tough shit, swab. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I had Martin Short. You can't go with Martin. You can't go wrong with Martin Short. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jiminy Glick would agree with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah. So. I hear. Oh, what have you heard? That you have something you need to get off your chest. I do. I do. And it and it hit me today. And it's because I was preparing mentally for this episode tonight. I was like, mm. what can I bitch about? And then something presented itself. <laughs> presented. It was like, oh. Episode like, two is written itself. Know, the clouds parted <laughs> and things that I hate just appeared in front <laughs> of me. So we live in Houston. Y'all are aware of this. And in Houston... Nobody wants to drive on the fucking highways because there's so many people, right? So you take back roads home. And some of the back roads are two lanes each way, right? So there's two lane roads right. going through neighborhoods. And the thing that aggravates me, you know what really grinds my gears? Oh, here we go. <laughs> is the people that will park on these two lane roads. Park in the middle of the road. Park, park, like in for, like their houses right there. It's like so there's a two lane road going through a neighborhood. Oh, and so there's the right lane, and yeah. then there's the left lane. Legally, they can do that. You I know. know. Okay, but it's so fucking annoying because like there'll be forty seven cars. But because you have to put a turn signal on and get a, oh because because they're backed up. It's backed up no. because you're like oh sweet I'll just get over in this right lane because I got to turn up here. Oh wait no I can't because some dude in his little El Camino that hasn't run ever is sitting in the road so you have to go up and Does it have a tarp on it. No, uh, uh-uh. why? Why would you put a tarp on an El Camino? It's a you don't put tarps on trucks. You know what I'm saying? Oh no! If I had an El Camino, I want everybody to see that <laughs> song, bitch. That's right. So yeah, I'm, I got one. I'm driving home. I'm driving home today, and it was just it was just obscene today because there, there's a car there, so I have to get back over, and then I try to get over again because I make this right turn. Oh wait, there's another car, and I did it like eight times in one block, and it just drove me crazy and i'm just like well you because there was room in the driveway like the driveway was empty there was no one there please go park in the driveway and get out of my way so that i can actually go the speed limit on this road and so can these eight hundred thousand other people that are trying to get home at with you know um, or just 
aggravated me. So. I think 800,000 is probably an overestimation. Well, on that road, I'm talking people in Houston traveling home in general hmm. at five. They're all just trying to go home. They're done. It's five o'clock on a Friday. The week's over. Let us go home and get your car out of my way. So what I'm hearing is maybe you should either work from home on Friday. That would be nice. Or leave earlier. That'd be nice too. But what would make my drive so much easier is that when I'm driving through a neighborhood where it's like a main road, you know, if it was just a two lane road instead of a four lane road, you know, that's cool. But I'm just like, just get out of my way. Well, I have the same problem when you come into our neighborhood, two lanes, and there's people parking, you know, on the, the right, the right lane closest to the curb, which legally you can do. Sure. Problem is, that it's mainly cop cars yeah. that are doing that. Mm, mm. So, <laughs> but yeah. they also park in the turnaround too. Yeah. And then across, they're just everywhere. People just put their car wherever, like, huh, oh, nobody's going to hit. If they hit my car, that's cool. I don't need it anyway. That's why it's on the road. That's why it's on the street. Yeah. Filthy pigs think they can do whatever. Yeah, they I know, right? So it just really, it really got to me today because I'm trying to get home. I'm trying to take care of some. You were trying to get here to record this shit. Exactly. And Don't I'm, they understand we have important things to discuss? Right. It's just, and then the people won't let you over because like, ha, huh, you should know better than try to get in the right lane when you clearly can't drive. Oh God, that's the worst. That's like when you, you're in somewhere new or something unfamiliar to you right? and traffic really backs up and, and but the right hand two lanes are open. You're like, why the f- you should, it should click at that moment. Right. Oh, oh maybe these are turn only lanes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And but you don't know, you don't know. And then you get up there and then it's like, well, I can't fucking turn that way. I need to go this way. Right. And there's like medians and shit. And you don't know how long it's going to be right? before you turn around and get caught in traffic again. Right. So you got to be that douche nozzle. Well, that you, zooms up to the front, turns the blinker on, and to people, then merge back in. And then you know what? They shouldn't let you in. I wouldn't. I always no. let I let one person in. I yeah. let one person because in. Because it's like a zipper. Yeah. It's exactly. like a zipper. You go, I go. Right. That guy goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like but if zipper. two people try to get in, fuck no. No. That shit ain't happening. That's we not, will I will hit your car before not, I let your ass in. You can't let two in. Oh no. That's not how a zipper works. Mm-mm, the zipper will not work. Yeah. No. Yeah. It'd be broke. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, don't break the zipper. So yeah, it just aggravated me today. And it's probably a little petty, but that's fine. That's what this segment's about. <sighs> being petty. Yeah. So well, speaking of breaking things. Uh oh. I don't want my heart broken. By what? By people not checking out our other shows. Oh, that's true. That that would make us all so sad. Well, you got that stupid, stupid dragon nutsack, dragon ball ballers, or whatever. Yeah, we like whatever. balls. We like dragons. When you mix them together, it's just magic. Dragon. If balls. I was on the show, it'd be we'd be dragon balls. Yeah, just balls, not Everywhere. ballers. Uh, one ball, just one, one ball. baller, just Dragon Ball. I only need one. And well, there's seven of them, so dragons have seven balls. But yeah, it's a show that uh, I really? do with Steven the Brit about. Uh, currently, we're talking about Dragon Ball Super, and it's a first problem. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? There, right. talk about Dragon Ball Super, and then we declared throw in- our independence from those assholes. <laughs> well, they like they like Dragon Ball Z too. So. Do they? Yeah, who doesn't? 
I don't know. I'm beginning to find out there's a lot of people that like this <laughs> horse true. shit. It's true. So you can check that out. We talk about Dragon Ball Super on episode 27 and 28 that we'll be talking about this week. And then uh, we're doing the Dragon Ball Z movies, not the show, the movies in between. So, Oh, so there'll be more. You're doing more. Yeah. Okay, we, so episode 16. Episode 16. It's not the last one. Oh, no. No. There'll be... Mo- oh, yeah. We're doing two more. We'll do one this week and one next week. And then probably the week after that, too. So in order for for folks that want to listen to this sure. to make sure they don't miss anything... We're on iTunes. They should probably subscribe. They should subscribe because you'll get the episode right when we release it. And how can they do that? iTunes.com. No, dummy. That one? That no. What, what, what is it then? Anthcast.com slash DBZ. Oh, well, you can go to how, iTunes. How how difficult is that? Well, you could, you go, could go to iTunes and you could search for it. Dragon Ballers would be the first thing to come up if you type in Dragon Ballers. Is it the first thing? Oh, yeah. That's impressive. It is. Anthcast.com slash DBZ. I knew that one too. Did you? All right. So that actually works whether you're on iOS or Android. Or Android if you sure. plug that in, it should uh, take you right there. It should. Awesome. What other shows do we do? Um, well, the only one I care to talk about <laughs> is Once Upon a Time. Because I'm wondering when the next episode is going to come out. Soon. And I heard it was already recorded. It I'm was. Not, yeah. I'm not sure why it's not out already. Magic. But you know what? I'm going to let that slide. We appreciate that. I'm going to let that slide. Once. Once. So, Once. Free, freebie. Freebie. You get a freebie I got a pass for a little bit. Same thing applies. If you want to make sure you don't miss... That whenever the whenever the fuck is coming out, right? You missed that episode. Well, what what is it called? It's Fear oh, of the Nth Cast. Yes, yeah, Fear of the Nth Cast. Yeah, we talk about the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. So. Okay, so the Walking Dead's about to come back. It, it's probably out before Walking Dead. Uh, we're only like what two weeks away. I know it'll be out before roughly that. two weeks. I hope so. Yeah. Well, the timing is real important here. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying to come up with the best time to let the masses hear it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's a lie, but I like it. I don't lie. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> they don't know that. Don't tell me the truth. Right, I don't no. want to hear the truth. You don't want to see behind the curtain? Uh, com slash fear. Yeah. That'll make sure that you uh, get subscribed to that. Whenever sure. that shit drops. Soon. You'll be ready. You'll hear it. Um, and if you're listening to this, the best way to subscribe is com slash iTunes. I know it says iTunes in it, but if you plug that in, it doesn't matter what you're on. It's going to read the RSS feed, mm-hmm. and it's going to take you whatever podcast catcher app, whatever. It is However, you, have. you listen to your podcast, and we don't care how you listen. We just yeah. care that you do, yeah. and we appreciate you do that. You do, yes, we do. Uh, apparently, I've had too much whiskey. Well, as well. well, it's is there such a thing as too much whiskey? Well, if you're dad, I, yes. If then it, it doesn't matter. That's true. So just, then you want more because that's going to preserve you. Yeah, it's a preservative. <laughs> it's like embalming. All liquid. I know is that if you drink lots and lots of liquor, you'll never have any worms. That's, that's right. Right. That's what I give it to my dogs for. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You can go see the vet. That costs money. <laughs> drink this. <laughs> we do appreciate you listening. Very we much. appreciate you telling other other folks about the show. That's the only way we grow. Uh, one of the ways that you can do that is uh, leaving a rating review on iTunes that would be or great. Stitcher, however you want to do that. Or both. Or, 
or both. Ooh, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you leave that on there, make sure you leave uh, leave your your name or your website in there. And uh, next time we get one, we'll uh, we'll read it and uh, make sure you get a little shout out for real. For real? Yeah, for real. Okay, so we're not just making that up? No, we don't make no. things up on this show. Well, shit, we make things <laughs> up all the all the damn time. Well, that's that's all we do. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, I'm trying to give us credit here. <laughs> more line. More line is happening. <laughs> We'd also appreciate it if you give us a follow on social media. On Twitter, I'm at NthCast. I'm at NthCast Metal. And if for whatever reason you feel like you need to give us a long-form response, shoot me an email, josh at nthcast.com. And I'm jd at nthcast.com. And, wow, I forgot how we end the show. Well, oh, here you go. Remember, kids, if you're going to do anything. What are they, goats? No, kids. Children. Yes. But if you're going to do anything. Do it to the nth degree.